Becky Pringle. Becky, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. I'm good, Neil. It's good to be with you. It is definitely. You know, I've 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 uh, talked to the president of the AFT, so we have to go with the NEA now. And uh, I real as I don't know if you know this, I'm a former teacher. I uh, owned a tutoring consulting company back in the day, so this is just a very very interesting topic to say the least. Especially what what the recovery of what education, what K through twelve schools has had to go through with COVID nineteen and just the lack of learning that's had to happen at times and challenges where kids have not had the proper equipment for school when it has been online and all these different things. So this testing thing is really becoming a big debate, isn't it? Becky? It absolutely is, Neil. And I, as you put that teacher hat on and I do the same, you know, imagine you have done so much throughout this year, over a year, right? Um, I, I, I've never been proud of to be a teacher, honestly, Neil, right. watching educators all over the country, not do what they do, do what we've always done. Right. We've always stood in the gaps for our kids, but, oh my goodness, what they've been called to do in this year, to learn new strategies, to, to deepen their relationship with their parents and, and, and community partners so that they could get their students what they needed, even as they're take, trying to take care of their own families, um, uh, now, for them to be faced with or, or required to give a standardized test after they have watched their students all year, whether virtually or in person, um, uh, struggle with the challenges, not only of the pandemic, COVID-19, right. but, but all of the crises it spawned, right? The economic crisis, exactly. and parents losing jobs and some missing meals. And now they're going to have to give a test. I, I think you're. I, just, I think you agree I, with me when I say yeah, it's, this. It's not going to. It's that, not going to be that, a fair score. You're just really going to, especially across the board, and it'll end up being in the areas where the the, the least amount of money. You know, because it's not fair equity in school districts. You know, the, the the most affluent have the most money anyway. So it's really not a fair comparison, and they're not going to perform as well either. Everyone, every parent, regardless of race, color, creed ethnic anything has gone through this all of us have lived through this pandemic and we all have struggled and we've had struggling trying to keep our kids educated it's not a fair assessment for anyone especially the ones that did not have access to an equal education i'm pushing for summer school straight out and i think that we're just not till we get we have to look at year-round school possibly because of these challenges we've gone through because kids have lost so much learning especially special needs kids as well you're absolutely right and you know i you know i i i I really feel for the teachers that are in classrooms right now and and being if they are being forced to give tests and feeling that, it, you know, yeah. it's bordering on malpractice, honestly. And, Neil, you know, I feel like I have to screen this five times a day. We're in a pandemic. Exactly. You not about yeah. that. I mean, and yeah, it's yeah. not over yet. It's not over. We don't just because it's in specific area. I mean, I call on school districts in different ways of my, one of my jobs. And I'm like, you know, and just calling these districts and all of them are not back to normal. They're not. Even if kids are going to school every day, we have not done the research that the, how well they learn with masks on. Right. Because you lose certain senses. And we all know how important each individual learner has different way of learning and you eliminate that ability to stay focused with that mask I, i'm sure the research hasn't come out in that yet either of, of education and struggles so it's just all ridiculous in so many ways and so many are visual yeah, learners and you can't see a teacher's mouth right. sometimes moving with a mask and let alone online learning we know that that's just was it was a, they've done a phenomenal job with online learning especially the second go around that's not equity throughout the United States. And that's the challenges you're going through. It is not. And we know that, and, and that you, you as a teacher, you, you know, we've been, we've known about these inequities forever. Correct. The rest of the country is, is now having a clue or, 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 you know, I don't even want to say that they're paying attention with the light shining on the inequities. We are seeing that disparate impact on our black and brown and indigenous communities in particular, um, from the virus and all of the crises that it's that it spawned, and then to on top of that, 
require that they take standardized tests that you and I both know are relics of the past that were born out of racially biased, a racially biased system anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And all of, you know, it being unfair, that just exactly what you described on top of all of the pain and right. suffering and trauma and stress. Yes, that, financially, it's ridiculous. Test. Yeah. Right. That's not fair. It never was valid or reliable. It's is not now. I know. I only oh, have it for a short, and short, I, and I only have it for a short t- period of time. What's your call of action? What do you want our listeners to do right now to try to uh, to stop to make sure that this can uh, go to their local representative? Who do they need to do to try to kind of so these tests don't end up happening, or in some areas of the country absolutely. at least? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're asking to go to nea.org slash time to learn. You're absolutely correct. We're calling on elected officials at the state level because states have have decisions to make, but also at the uh, federal level. And that will give them all of the tools they need to uh, to be activists in this moment for their students so we can ensure that our students actually focus on that opportunity to learn and we provide them with the resources they need. That is not a standardized test. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks again. And uh, definitely want to chat with you again and uh, a little bit more deeper conversation this time than just a short period of time. But uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you do for education. And we need to stand up and change the way our education system is met because we're not reaching the most kids. We're really struggling and it's not our fault because of the pandemic. We have to figure out a change. So I appreciate you calling. Thank you so much, Neil. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Neil Haley's show and we'll be back in just a moment. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K-12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit Lensec.com. And now back to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mike Velarde Show, and I'm excited to welcome the program Mike Velarde. Mike, what's going on? How are you? Hey, good. I'm doing great, Neil. Today, we have an amazing guest. Dr. Sherry Tampenny is with us. I've been looking forward to this show for quite some time. Absolutely. Doctor, she is the um, best authority in the world on vaccinations, and she's written 17 books. And That's not I'm true. <laughs> to have her here. That's not true. No? Not 17? No. Uh, no, two, I've written two books. I've contributed hundreds of articles. They've been translated into about 17 countries. So maybe that's where you got the 17. That's where I got the 17 from. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Dr. Sherry, kind of talking about specifically enough, the vaccine. What are your thoughts on this vaccine? Well, I, I usually do very long extended interviews on this, Neil. I mean, I'll tell you, I've done, I've done over 420 interviews in the last 15 months. On, okay. on this topic. So do you want to um, narrow that, that question down a bit? See, <laughs> I, I have uh, another colleague that's one of my clients. We do the COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 vaccine show. So I've been gathering information in different ways of, and again, he is against, he feels the uh, oral vaccine would be the best thing than the mRNA vaccine or the other one with uh, Johnson & Johnson, which is a, what type of vaccine is that called? So one's it's a, MRNA. It's a, it's a DNA vaccine. Yeah. 
And so the, based on those vaccines, again, have shown in I, also another one of my colleagues that uh, both those vaccines have proven that there's really nothing that's changed uh, using the vaccines, not stop the spread of COVID-19. And it really doesn't stop um, people from, you know, the same amount of things if there was a uh, wasn't a vaccine at all, meaning if it was a placebo. So what are your thoughts? Kind of that's where I was kind of jumping because we have talked a lot of different things on my network about the vaccine. So more the thought process along well, I won't get it. There's no way I'm getting it. And um, but lots of people around me are. But the fact is that there was not enough research done or anything involving this vaccine when they laid it out and it came out. True enough. You know, just so your listeners know, I've been doing, I've been investigating problems associated with vaccines since September of 2000. So going on 21 years, I've put more than 40,000 hours of of my time into this, probably now much, much more than that. I I stopped counting a long time ago. But after you get past 40,000, I mean, the rest is just a zero, it's just zeros, right? And so I just want your listeners to know this wasn't something that I just decided to do last week or even in the last year and just to start looking into it. It's something that I've, I've committed a lot of time to. And the four shots that are currently approved for, you know, between the U.S. and Europe, the Pfizer shot, the Moderna shot, they both work along the same mechanisms of injecting messenger RNA. And we can go into the details of that if you like. And then the Johnson & Johnson shot and the AstraZeneca shot, they work by a similar mechanism of, act, of action where they use a shell of an adenovirus that have had their own genetic material carved out the AstraZeneca is a chimpanzee's adenovirus. The J&J shot is a human adenovirus. And adenoviruses as a class of viruses cause the common cold. And they've been hollowed out on the inside and they've had little DNA snips been inserted inside of them to ostensibly code and turn into a messenger RNA that then turns into a spike protein. And then you get an antibody. So all four of the shots, at the end of the day, the result is creating a protein, a foreign protein that can do multiple different damaging things in your body. And that protein can develop an antibody. And that antibody also can do multiple different uh, damaging things to your body. So all four of those shots, the end result is the same, a spike protein and a spike protein antibody, how it gets to that result all uh, they, they, they're by different mechanisms of it, uh, me- mechanisms of entry into the body. None of them are good. Right. All of them cause harm. Uh, all of them are going to result in what I, in my personal and professional opinion, is going to be massive, massive autoimmune disease somewhere within the next six to 18 months. And we're already starting to see it. We're already starting to see massive amounts of injuries, the amount of deaths from these reactions from from these injections you can't call them vaccines because right. they're not yeah, you have exactly. to call them injections are, are already starting to pile up and i think where we're really going to see a big uptick and a big spike is come about august when they start really doing a big push to introduce the flu shots people who've already been sensitized to these covid shots and then you introduce a, a just a garden variety flu shot on top of it right. i think we're going to see explosive autoimmune disease and the thing that you talk about with the different vaccines is right. It's not a vaccine because of the fact it doesn't, it, the vaccination doesn't mean you can't contract COVID-19. So there you go right there. That, that def, doesn't define a vaccine, right? Can you define what a vaccine is supposed to be? If you call well, it a vaccine, vaccine. Is, supposed, is supposed to be that you inject foreign matter into your system to develop an antibody. And that antibody is supposed to protect you and keep you from getting sick. So that, that's how, what they define as efficacy, that you develop an antibody and it's supposed to be effective in lowering the infections. Um, the truth of the matter is, is that effective from a scientific perspective and when it comes to vaccinology, what effective really means is that you injected foreign matter and it made an antibody. But we know from many reports in the medical literature, you can have very, very high antibody levels and still contract the infection anyways. So that, that's, a, that's a whole another big discussion, but how a right. vaccine is supposed to work is you inject a virus or part of a bacteria, it then creates a response that you develop an antibody. The antibody is supposed to keep you from getting sick and supposed to keep you from spreading the infection. It says clearly on the medical information uh, inserts 
we can't call them package inserts because they are not FDA right. approved drugs for experimental use only. So they create these um, informational documents for physicians that say that clearly, um, we don't think this is going to keep you from getting sick. We hope, exactly. and they use that word, we hope, hope, we hope that it keeps you from having a really severe case of this infection. Um, you still might end up sick and in the hospital. Oh, and oh, by the way, you still need to wear a mask. You still need to social distance. And um, you might have to get one of these every six months, every 12 months, because we have no idea how long it works. And oh, and another thing, we haven't a clue what's going to be happening inside of your immune, immune system somewhere between six months and six years from now. So this, and that's right. There, there's no, there's not the research. They rush the vaccine. It's not really a vaccine. The, the That's where I didn't define it as a vaccine as well, is you're not putting a living virus into this vaccine. This is the either difference is the mRNA or the adenovirus vaccine. Or the, or the piece of G, piece of genetic, the piece of DNA that's inside of the adenovirus. Right, right. Meaning that the two different between the Johnson Johnson and the other. And then the Johnson and Johnson has shown less side effects. Haven't you heard that? Is that true that's or false? True. That's not, that, that's not going to be true. In fact, uh, uh, from my research and what I've done to dig through the mechanisms of how the 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 J, the J and J shot, the Johnson and Johnson single shot, and oh by the way, everybody wants to run to the front of the line for that one because you only have to get one. From what I've seen, I believe that that the side effects, the long term side effects of the J and J shot, is going to be worse than either the Pfizer or the Moderna shot, and those are going to be horrific. When are we going to see those side effects? You said. How many it's, months? Well, the thing is, there's the there's I've I've mapped out twelve different mechanisms of injury of how these shots are going to harm people and probably kill millions. And I don't say that lightly. In that, you know, the first round is going to happen with anaphylaxis or serious allergic reactions to the the, um, the materials inside right. of these of these shots. We're already seeing thousands, hundreds, if not thousands, of people experiencing anaphylaxis, and some of those people are dying. Um, when we, when the, what the message, how the messenger RNA works is that if you can, if people are listening, if you can think about that messenger RNA is a little piece of genetic material, they say it's encoded with the ability to make a spike protein. Well, in simple language, what that means is that that messenger RNA has a recipe written in it. And that recipe has to be translated into the protein. So the messenger RNA takes, when it gets inside of your system, goes over to the translation factory called the ribosomes. The ribosomes then translate that recipe and the end result is a protein. The protein is called the spike protein. The, pro the protein is supposed to be the same or very similar to the spike proteins that are located on the surface of the SARS-CoV-2 virus and also the other garden variety coronaviruses, seven of them, that can cause infection and illness. So once you get that, that process made, that recipe that is translated into a protein, that protein then can do one of three things. One thing it can do is that it can go float out into your system and attach to the surface of all of your, of, of up to 28 different organ systems that makes them more susceptible to autoimmune reactions. That's the one thing. The second thing that spike protein can do is through a process called transfection, that spike protein can be incorporated into your cellular DNA. So when all the pro-vaccine people say, oh, you people are just tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, the messenger RNA doesn't go back into the DNA. That's a one-way process. They're correct. DNA goes to messenger RNA. Messenger RNA then makes a protein that that protein can go back and be incorporated into your DNA and cause irreversibly and cause harm. The third thing the spike protein does is it floats out in your system and it creates, it causes you to, de to develop an antibody to kind of neutralize it because wow. our bodies are hardwired, hardwired to recognize foreign proteins. And they, so when that's in our body, our, our system goes, what the heck is this doing around here? We need to get rid of this. Right. So it develops this antibody that's supposed to glob onto it and neutralize it. However, that antibody is usually an incomplete antibody and doesn't neutralize the protein, can disengage from the protein mm. and can go, and, and the research has shown that up to 28 different tissue types can be attacked by those antibodies, creating massive autoimmune disease. 
And the, the time that that kicks up and ramps up and becomes most voracious, most volatile, is after you've been re-exposed to any one of the coronaviruses that are out in circulation. So as soon as you get oh, re-exposed, no. either by when you breathe it in or when you get a flu shot that is most likely contaminated with coronaviruses, at that point, the people that have been injected with these horrific products that are experimental, have no long-term studies, and, and, um, and, and have a lot of uh, problems with them, as soon as you get re-exposed, that's when the autoimmune disease, I believe, is going to kick in. And we're going to start seeing, in my opinion, start seeing a big ramp up of this in the fall when they start promoting the flu shot. Now, I would be happy, Neil, to be wrong about all of this, all of it. I would hope that right. sitting hope so. down the road that that would, yeah. I would say, you know what, that's what the medical literature yeah. said, but in real life, that didn't happen. Well, I hope that uh, you're just concerned that it could. Now, Let's talk about that. Are there going to be more than two rounds of the virus of the vaccine? After you do two rounds, are they going to push for us to get more vaccine after that? Um, they're talking about with travel. Maybe you have to get a shot every time you get on an airplane. Oh, There's no. A, I've heard that floated. I've heard every six months. I've heard annually. And oh, by the way, there are 80, 80, 80 more COVID vaccines in the developmental pipeline. Oh, that's so that's lots of money for big pharma. Yes. And there's more than 500 drugs that are in the process of the pipeline. And when I first saw that back a year ago, when I saw it on the FDA site, that there were more than 500 drugs in development, I thought, why do we need 500 more drugs to treat the flu? Why do we need 500 drugs to, to treat the flu or the cold? Oh, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Those 500 drugs are not to treat a cold or a flu. Those are there to treat the horrific side effects that we're going to see of the, the vaccine of these so, shots. So around two, you start seeing more Then after round two round, the third round and fourth round, it gets worse and worse. And Johnson Johnson's one shot. So, they're, but they're already calling for a second. Really? Oh, good. So what vaccine would you have? This is no, a question. Ever. Any, any vaccine, even an oral no. vaccine. Nope. You this, 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 vi this virus has a 1% death rate. 1%. 99% of people who are exposed to this virus and contract any level of illness fully recover. I would not in any way allow any experimental product, whether it's injected or oral, into my body to try to fight off something that has a 1% death rate. Okay. And that, so that 1% death rate, but no one's willing to do that. As you see, Europe being shut down again, especially Germany, they're shutting it down again. So they're having a lockdown. Are we going to see the same thing in the United States again? We've already seen the plan that goes out to 2028. They plan on doing this. And there was an article that came out in March of 2020 that said, we will never be the same again. And it shows the spikes of, of every single time we start to think that we're getting our lives back and we're going to go back into, into having a normal life. Bam! They're going to say it's a mutant. It's an uptick. It's a, a, a more cases, more something, because this has nothing to do with the virus and nothing to do with the shot. That this whole COVID nonsense was created to put people in a place of fear in order to develop this genetic modification tool into our bodies. This was not designed to prevent an infection. It was not designed to do anything but control and manipulate. And, and we, we fell for it. We've fallen for it. Okay. So you're hearing another shutdown in the works then. It sounds like to me, we're going to see it repeatedly, probably for the next 10 to 15 years. They want total control. They want to introduce the transhumanism movement. They want to hook us up to the social cloud with the social network control of the social credit system out of China that China and Google developed. They want to move us into robotics. They want to decimate the middle class. And what better thing to do with the elderly that we're not going to have any money to support is to give them all these shots and say, oh, wow, it was a really bad case of the flu. And this, and so it's, um, it right. sounds crazy, but when you tear it apart, it's really the way that it is. Okay, Mike, any questions so far? No, so far, she's doing a great job. Yeah, absolutely. So let's continue. When you're talking about this, the vaccine, what can we do? Can we 
if like you said, you're going to be forced to do on an airplane with a vaccine or key, or you will not keep your job unless you get the vaccine. I'm becoming one of the few that says refuses. I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm seeing people around me. I'm not getting it from your take from other doctors that are in my court that are clients of mine. They've told me, don't take it, never take it. What, how are we going to fight this if they force it on us? Well, I think that they're, it, they will have a really hard time. It's going to be more and more challenging for them to, to force it on us. Soon they're going to start seeing a massive amount of lawsuits against, against corporate America for, for forcing someone to, to be injected with an irre, irreversibly injected with a, a product that is experimental and not FDA approved. There's a huge, big right. lawsuit, a class action. I mean, with every corporation in America for forcing you to take an experimental injection that is not FDA approved in order to retain employment. That's the first thing. And I, and I know there's already lawsuits burbling up around the country to make that happen. But second of all, we as human beings, you're going to have to make some really hard choices. Are you going to be willing to sacrifice your body and your soul Really, literally your soul for convenience. And if you really trust God and you're really walking with the Lord and you lose your job, well, then guess what? He will provide. And so we've got to be making some really, we're going to be forced into, into making some really difficult and challenging personal decisions about our bodies, our minds, and our spirits, literally our souls over being injected with a foreign, with foreign matter that's a genetic modification tool that will irreversibly change your genetics in order to have a job. People are going to have to make hard decisions about that. So Dr. Sherry, how did you come up with this, the research? You said you've been with vaccines forever. So once you heard about the COVID vaccine, you were jumping in to really check out what, what's in the vaccine, really study it more, right? Yeah. So understanding the, the nuances of it, how do you have access to those things to be able to? I can, <laughs> I go to PubMed, I go to Google, I use, I don't use Google, I use DuckDuckGo, but you know, it's all out there. It's just that I'm the only person that's sitting around 18, 20 hours a day reading it. Doctors are automatons and they're, they have no idea what they're talking about or doing. They just parrot. We just follow the CDC guidelines, which is a criminal organization. It's not even really a part of the government. It's its own private corporation. It's got all sorts of ancestral relationships with the World Health Organization, with the Gates Foundation, with, you know, revolving doors with industry and all of those different things. And so we're at a place where we've got to make some really serious decisions about things. Anybody can read it. And all of the materials that I'm putting together are available on our website. You can register for them for free. If you go to drtenpenny.com, you can find all of this stuff, all of the documents, all the PDF files, it's all there. And to your convenience, I've actually even yellow highlighted it for you. So you went ahead. So you're, you're done the research. You've looked up and found the research and based on your experience with vaccines from before, most of the stuff I've heard, the thing I've not heard is the fact that the Johnson Johnson has shown little or no side effects so far compared to the other, but we saw AstraZeneca, right? That's out in Europe where they've had a lot of deaths from that vaccine, but aren't there always certain vaccines that have side effects or are the numbers too high in your opinion? I don't know what you mean by are the numbers too high, but the number of side effects using the vaccine, the, the, well, the, um, the, the VAERS database, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting Database, as of, I believe, uh, a couple weeks, two weeks ago, has 1,700 reported deaths and 38, over 38,000 reported adverse events, and over 2,000 of those were life-threatening. Now, most of that has been with the Pfizer and with the Moderna shot because there hasn't been a long enough experience with the J&J shot. But here's what you need to know about the J&J shot. What's inside of it, what they're delivering into your cells is a snip of DNA. That DNA can bind to your own DNA randomly inside of your cells. It's a process that they call inserting a trans gene, that the trans gene is considered to be a genetic engineering technique. So it can get randomly inserted into your chromosomes. And when you read about the trans gene, what it does is it can turn on oncogenes which is genes that cause cancer and turn off 
uh, tumor suppressor cells, which are cells that stop cancer. So right. the J&J the, the &J shot may not have the anaphylaxis because we're seeing that because of how the structure of the other two shots are made with the polyethylene glycol on the outside. You may not be seeing the immediate responses, exactly. but the long-term responses are going to, in my opinion, be even worse. Uh, so Mike, anything else? So any of the questions for Dr. Sherry so far? Questions. First of all, I don't know if anyone's ever seen this. It was the first time I can remember in my history of my life that they're actually giving out cards. The Center for Disease Control gives you a card when you get the vaccine. Now, this is from another friend of mine who received it. And what would be the purpose of that other than to, to make sure that you have it when you go to travel? I mean, well, yeah, it's the, it's the intermediate step. It's your proof of vaccination. It's like, show me your papers. Right, exactly. And so now it's going to be a show me your papers thing with yeah. this vaccination card until which time it becomes electronic. They use a QRS code and put you on the blockchain. And it's um, um, right now those cards, you know, you can find them about anywhere. Once it's electronic, there's going to be no getting around it. So remember, COVID was created to put fear inside of the brains of so many people that right. they would be willing to get the shot. The shots were not designed to stop the infection called SARS-CoV-2. And are you hearing that they're going to make this mandatory? What have you been hearing on the grapevine about? They can't the make it mandatory. It's going to be hard to make it mandatory, but they're going to make it so uncomfortable that people are going to roll over. I mean, if you can't travel... If you can't go to the grocery store, if you can't keep your job, if you can't go to your church, if you can't go outside and walk your dog without showing proof of being vaccinated. When do you expect that to happen? It's already in the pipeline. Well, but where, where have you seen that so far? Um, there, I've already been hearing from multiple people that, you know, my, my boss is, once this vaccine is, is, is this injection is widely available, um, I'm going to have to get this injection to keep my job. So they didn't make it mandatory. There's the door. You can right. leave anytime you want. But if you want to keep your job, then you're going to be forced to be injected with an experimental product that can kill you. Crazy. And But what about grocery stores? I mean, are we going a little bit more extreme? So we talk about that. Maybe think, airlines for listen, sure. Listen, they, they've already, you can't, you can't go get your groceries without wearing a mask. We know you can't go to sport. You're not going to be able to go to sporting events. You can't that's go already to a sporting been event, event. That's, that's going to be done. It's going to be everywhere. Because they're not going to allow the, the big crowds. So the way they're going to limit it is the number of limited tickets are based on people who have vaccines. Probably. Well, I know that for a fact. I talked to somebody in the security industry with uh, the arenas and stadiums, and that's going to definitely happen. So that's set in stone. So there's no more sports if you don't get a vaccine. So if we get to the extreme of grocery stores, then people will. I think if you go to that point where you cannot go into public in certain public areas, churches, things like that, you're right. That will be the end all. And so how can people stop this from occurring? We're talking about certain areas that are going to be unstoppable work because of lawsuits work. Definitely airlines because of certain lawsuits, but other areas that will in our life that we won't be able to live if we don't get the vaccine. It's time for people to get out of their chairs and go get active. And, and there are uh, multiple different um, organizations that like, I'm working with Scott Casterson out of Portland, Oregon, or out of Oregon area. He's putting together a whole program called County by County about taking our country back, our Republic back one county at a time. Sasha Stone is doing a 90 day tour all across the country that starts May the 15, goes for 90 days. It, it zigzags across the country. It's based on faith, freedom, and family to get people out of their chairs and on their streets. I mean, you look at those rallies that are happening all over Europe, all over, uh, all over Europe, there's hundreds of thousands of people in the street. They had 150,000 people march in the street in Montreal. When we started to do the health for the Freedom Day, March the 20th across the country, we had big crowds that turned out in our cities, maybe 30 or 40 people. We got people that are wearing their masks, walking their dogs. They have people that are wearing their masks when they're jogging right. down the street. Right. If we can't get people to take their diaper off their face and, and throw it at people and saying, no, I'm not doing it. I don't how think in the, I, how I, in the I, world are we ever going to get people to say, no, it's going to have to be your, if they're your slightly, be the, if they're slightly right. inconvenienced mm -hmm. because to get this shot that is going to kill 
thousands, if not millions of people. And Dr. Sherry, they want everyone to take it, will want to take it just to be back to the freedom. They'll be willing but to do anything. But is that freedom? Is it freedom or is it more slavery? No, it's again, but people are going to do it. it. More, is it freedom or is it more slavery once you get the shot? Because I talked to uh, Pastor Greg Locke, who's got a big evangelical Christian church out in, in Tennessee. And I asked him if he thought that this shot was the mark of the beast with the hydrogel, with you can't buy, sell, or trade. You're going to be, you're going to be terribly inconvenienced. You're going to be more subjugated to the tyranny. Did he think that this was the mark of the beast? And his response to me was, I don't know if this shot is but subsequent ones will be because we're conditioning people to stand up and get in line and behave and get injected with a thing on your right hand. Why do you think they keep taking our temperature in our forehead? That's not an accident of where they're going to be putting the next thing where they can scan you. Right. So Mike, what other questions do you have for Dr. Sherry? Well, that's why I wrote the book and she brought up some good points about, about, the mark of the beast. That's why I wrote the book. The time it was coming, the final chapter. Uh, Dr. Sherry, I love her. She's great. I appreciate her taking the time to be on the show and give us all this information, which I'm going to share on Facebook and YouTube, and we'll uh, we'll Twitter some of this, um, get it out there to people because I think it's absolutely necessary that they know. I I know so many people who um you know what one guy called me. He's a he's a law enforcement colleague of mine, and his doctor told him to get the shot, and he went and he got the shot. They just, there's just no information. They don't have the information. They believe what they hear on CNN. They believe the Center for Disease Control. They don't understand that there's a, there's a hidden battle going on for this world. And the God of this world is Satan himself. And he wants to control it. And they don't see with spiritual eyes. You know, Jesus said to the, to the Pharisees, because you say, I see you remain blind. And, and that's why she, she mentioned the pastor. That's what people have to understand. There's a battle for this world. That's why I wrote the book on it, so people can understand what's happening in the spiritual realm. Wow. Again, anything else to add, Dr. Sherry? As I said before, the knowledge base that we know about the vaccine for my listeners before, but now you're va validating what we brought out. But the concern that you're talking about in the, in the realm of it's going to destroy everything in the fact that any vaccine's a wrong thing and this is, should not, there shouldn't be a vaccine at all. We should just go herd immunity, be done with COVID-19 altogether. There's going to be other viruses I mean, there's going to be other, yeah, other viruses, not just COVID-19. They're going to keep coming uh, down the pike just to control us. The only way we can do it is stand up, it sounds like. Stand up, get involved with organizations that are going to be moving back to taking back our republic. And most important and above all else, we've got to get God on the playing field. Right. We can't win. We can't win. By, we're fighting powers and principalities of Ephesians 6. You know, we're fighting powers and principalities of this dark world in the heavenly places. We can't, they've, they've got us out-moneyed, out-numbered, out-powered, out-manipulated, out-mediated, out-everything. They've bought the souls of our politicians. They've bought the souls and the brains of most of our doctors. So the, with God, all things are possible. And, and, and that is the only way we've got to have some miraculous cure, miraculous event that happens that his people, like when, when right. second Chronicles seven, when yeah. Jesus, when he said, when my people call by my name, we've got to get the churches open. We got to get the pastors back and taking their masks off, their face masks off and stopping right. leading their people to stray. You know, we've closed the churches to where we no longer can go to congregate, meet, pray, and have communion. But now we're opening the doors of our churches to the pharmacia and turning them into vaccination centers. We're yeah. selling the souls of the congregation to the devil, literally. And so, you know, we are in the battle of, of the spiritual battle, maybe of, of ever, maybe ever. And, you know, it's just things that have been predicted. Are we right at that place? I don't know. I'm not God. Right. I'm not Jesus. I don't know. But Jesus said, you will know by the signs. Okay. And here we, and what we need to do is get these, our country, our, take our Republic back and get our people back to God. Dr. Sherry, best place we can connect with you is go where? DrTenPenny.com. D-R, no period, TenPenny.com. DrTenPenny.com. And I'm sure you've been battling Google because of your website, right? And battling the forces of people with the whole 
uh, control of the internet. So, and Facebook and all that, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, sure. well, we've got our own, pl- we've got our ways, so. All right, thanks, Dr. Sherry, appreciate it. You're welcome, thank you for having me. All right, Mike Velarde again, MikeVillardeBooks.com. This yep. time is, is coming, is available there, and then also. Winning Tax uh, Solutions. Winning Tax Solutions, appreciate you guys. Take care. All right, thank take you. care. All right, that's Mike Velarde show, guys. Take care. Celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Photographic Memory Podcast. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Shannon Panza. Dr. Shannon, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great today. Guess what? It's raining. It's raining. <laughs> I can't tell your big house with all these books. So you must have something up your sleeve today for the topic today, for sure. Oh, we sure do. We're going to be talking about something uh, near and dear to your heart and as deep as life can go itself. And that is consciousness. Exactly. We're going to go into that. But first, we will let everyone know that Dr. Shannon is a photographic memory expert, a brain management expert, and also he does mentoring. So visit him at ZuxPro.com and go ahead and purchase the course and learn about Dr. Shannon and purchase all his books. Check all these things out, because if you've gone to this episode in the podcast, you've gone very far in the future of where we're going. So let's kind of just jump into quickly and I'm bringing up consciousness of the world, but I'm holding the book up right now. Can't show it because of the good old uh, Zoom screen. They have to create that so the authors can see it. And it's consciousness is self-awareness. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And define consciousness for me really quick before we go right into the whole part of it. Well, <laughs> define consciousness. Well, that is really... Uh... Uh, It is a very unusual topic because it's actually different for every person. Uh, Whenever we start dealing with consciousness, uh, I recommend that each person finds out what consciousness means to them. Now, there's a lot of agendas out there. There's a lot of organizations that will give you their rendition of what consciousness is. There's a lot of organizations that will teach you their way of thinking about consciousness. I don't believe in that. I believe in a person being able to make their own decisions, their own guidance system when it comes to consciousness. And that's what this book is all about. This is, this is a book that is very different from all the other books out there on consciousness. This is a book that is actually a study guide, how to uh, embrace your own version of consciousness. And it, it takes a person from the layman or the, the person that has been studying it for years and years and years and gives them a whole new set of parameters that they can go with in order to start dealing with consciousness. Now, as you know, by your own experience, Neil, uh, whenever I start introducing people to consciousness, is it something that uh, is it something that's going to stimulate your mind? Exactly. Yeah. Is it, it going to make you? Is it going to make you think? It's going to make me think. Right. That's what I want to achieve. I want to achieve the. I want to achieve in all the people that read this book or photograph the book. I want to give them the opportunity to learn how they think about things. This is something that is totally missed in the education system. It's totally missed in the, uh, uh, the world today. Uh, you have secular 
uh, areas that do talk about consciousness and you hear a lot about consciousness, but what really is consciousness? Well, again, this is something that is specific to you. I do this without agendas. I, my agenda is to teach you how to think for yourself. Very similar to everything that I, that everything that I teach you to do exactly. in whichever way I'm doing it. Uh, whether it be Zoxpro, whether it be the mentoring, I teach you to think for yourself. And again, this book is right down that alley, how to think for yourself. Now you need to think for yourself in consciousness because you need to come from your own truth. If you're not coming from your own truth, consciousness and, your, and how you really are, are not going to coincide. So again, there's all these different agendas out there that are going to teach you all different forms of consciousness. You still need to decide upon what consciousness is for yourself. And that's huge because what consciousness for yourself is important. And once you figure that out, you have more, you're able to control your mind more and control your daily life. Right. Right. I mean, look, one of the biggest questions that most people actually come to, to grips with, whether or not they actually have the tools to find out the answer to this question or not, is why am I here? What am I supposed to do while I'm here? And this is actually the, the beginning point to what consciousness should be for you. If you have a grip of what consciousness means to you, then you start to understand why you are here and why you're supposed to be doing the things that you're doing. Developing if you have that, no developing that person's purpose is important. Right. If you have no understanding of consciousness, you can't answer that question because you simply don't know why you're here. You're floundering. You're out there in in never never land. Okay. You're not going to do too well. <laughs> So what is the holographic universe and how do I influence it? Okay. The holographic universe, uh, everyone, every individual has their own paradigm. The paradigm is literally the, the box that you live in. It's the, uh, your belief systems, it's your limitations, it's your fears. All the things that limit you in life are based upon your paradigm. Now your paradigm, yes, it'll it'll uh, it'll shrink mostly throughout your life, where your box gets smaller and smaller. This is your operating space. There are ways to push that back, which I explore and, and such. But in this case here, we're just talking about the paradigm in general. Now your paradigm is actually your personal holographic universe. It is your universe. Now that means that you can change things within your universe. You can actually, uh, you can actually get involved with influencing your universe to change for you. This this even includes time travel. You can do things no, that no. influence no. things that are outside of your normal parameters. Go ahead. Time travel can happen. Yes. Yes. No. So I do it from twenty twenty two. I mean twenty one twenty seven then. Dr. Shannon. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, let's put it in these terms. Let's see what, let's see what inhibits your, uh, your issues regarding time travel. As soon as you overlay your holographic universe with another person's holographic universe, which they have influence over, suddenly now you're causing a now you're causing a problem because you're no longer in agreement. This is like ripples in the pond. Whenever you have, uh, whenever you are the only stone in the pond, you have your ripple and you have that ripple effect. Likewise, you control that ripple effect. It actually is wow. perceivable of what you are having happen. Whereas once you get another person in there, there's a second stone in the pond, and now. The ripples do different things. You can't always assume that the ripples are going to carry forward like, like they're meant to. They are, uh, they are uh, in some cases, the height of the ripple will remain the same. In other cases, the ripple will cancel out. And in other cases, the ripple 
will actually be higher because it's accumulated an effect. Right. So, so you have all these different aspects and that's just for two people. You get a third person in there. Let's say wow. you get 7 billion people in that pond. You can't control 7 billion people then. That's, that's, where, that's where your personal holographic inverse, even though you can control your personal holographic inverse, you can do that. But once you start getting more than one person there, and that's uh, that's not a, all right. That's no longer your personal holographic universe. That's the global holographic universe. And then it it basically levels out levels out all the. So the only thing ripples. you can control is really one circumstance of one of your universe, not everyone else's universe. Right, but by controlling that one and learning how to uh, manipulate your own universe for yourself within the confines of that, you can then make tremendous changes to yourself. Yes, it, it does sound extraordinary. It does sound unusual, but that's the truth of it. That's the nature of the holographic universe. How that's reflected in the outside world well, that's, uh, that's another thing altogether again, because you're going to have uh, the changes that you make to yourself will have repercussions once you embark upon uh, going out into the world with your, new, with your new holographic universe. You go out in the world, you meet other people that you already know, and they're more likely to tell you to get back in your box, that you've made too much dynamic change too quickly. This is, these are all right. things that a person experiences. If you, if you are on, if you're hell bent to make all kind of positive changes in your life, right. there'll be a heap of people telling you, go back the way you were. Exactly. Because, because that's the way we have come accustomed to you being. And that's their paradigm. <laughs> so they can control their paradigm. So amazing stuff. You're offering right now to our listeners and viewers, consciousness is self-awareness, an exercise in self-discovery to download the first chapter of the book right now. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and on this video, uh, we'll actually have the link there for you so that you can type the link in. Uh, I will also make sure that the link uh, will be following the video itself so that you can click on the link and that'll get you to it. You can download, uh, you can download the, the first chapter of the book for free. So I guess you could say it's a, you can read the first chapter for free yeah. before you buy the book. Then buy the book, exactly. So they can go where to buy the book, to go ahead with the chapter, it'll be in the link, but they need to go zuxpro.com, zuxpro.com right now if they want to go and start learning mental photography today, right? For mental photography, go to zoxpro.com. To get more information about this book, uh, you can actually go to brainmanagement.com and there's a link at the bottom of the page that has the book on it. And you just click on that, it'll take you straight to Amazon so you can buy it from there. All right, Dr. Shannon, we appreciate it again. Great comments. We all now know we can control our lives. And through your teachings, we'll figure out we can control our own in-universe. So when people go into our universe, one person, the billion can't, but that one person or three or four people, we can control that universe through your teachings. So I appreciate you coming by. Well, that's basically the, the premise. Yeah, we'll find more about it yes. going deeper into the book. So I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you for having me. All right. That was the photographic memory podcast. Take care guys.